and Brian James, your ghost host with the most. And to my right over here, Mr. Robert Humphreys. What's going on? How you doing, brother? Hanging in like a loose tooth and a broke jaw, brother. Hells yeah. And down below, Mr. Executive Producer, Cassidy Lightwing. Meh. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to say something better for our audience than that. Roar. Roar, he says. Now we're having- Raymond B. Lightwing says, hey, everybody. What's up, Raymond? What's up, Raymond? Tatum McCraw says, we are on fire. I like that. I like that. All right. So from the Lions Prize, sorry about the technical difficulties. We are now live. Hello, Lions Pride. So we have a very special show here tonight, guys. Uh, Today, we have from across the pond, Mr. Bradley Powers, who is working his magic, getting this show shared out as we speak. He'll be with us in a few moments. And uh, yeah, we're going to run a special two-hour show today just because it is his birthday today. With that being said, uh, Mr. Robert, what are you drinking over there, buddy? I almost said underwear, but then I remember that's a wrong joke. I'm, I'm killing it for one of my soon-to-be sponsors we're working with, Ghost Energy. If you ain't tried it, you need to try it, because I'm telling you, these things are amazing. And they're zero sugar. Yeah, I what hear What you got there? This one here is Tropical Mango. Ooh. That's a good one. <clears throat> and, of course, for everybody that's watching right now, if you have not gone out and checked out the Parapost Network yet, Man, y'all are missing out. It is a Facebook-like atmosphere, but just for us paranormal people. You can download it now on the Google Play Store. It runs on iOS. It runs on Android, laptops, computers, and tablets. And hey, if you don't want the app, just go to parapost.net and start your account today. That's right. And remember, they're updating the Parapost Network app pretty much daily so it is improving so much man it's it's gonna be awesome when it gets completed you you know what i love the most about the parapost network what's that it is drama free oh yeah and you ain't gonna get booted out for speaking your mind that's that's my favorite part of it (laughs) right right i mean you can't get on there and say certain things you know you got to be respectful because that's just common courtesy but you know if you go on there and you, you speak your mind you ain't got to worry about getting booted and put in jail and it, it's awesome so mr humphreys you know we've we've been working with certain teams here you know uh what do you say we give them a mention you know you you got the coven circle paranormal mr aj mr aj yes Phenomenal investigator, by the way. Yeah. And and who else do we have? I mean, we have the paranormal consultant, Matt Barron. You can check him out on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Yeah, we got Haffron Paranormal from the UK. Everybody check them out. Awesome, awesome team. 
Uh, and from the land down under, can't forget the Night Watchers. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't forget also from down under uh, PETA's team. Yeah, Ethereal Sisters. Ethereal. Uh, ethereal. Ethereal. Thank you, Spelling Project. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they made a big deal about it, so it's important to them. So, you know, we well, wanna... I'm glad you corrected me because I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, folks from down under. We cannot pronounce that name for the life of us. Yeah. That's why we have our alien. That's right. At least I'm good for something. <laughs> the EBT of the alien world. Uh, I think the new slang for us is emurther. I'm trying keep keep trying to keep track of the way like people change the slang almost from day to day in the UFO community is is exhausting. I bet so. You don't also want to throw a shout out for a few of our podcasts too for those guys. Uh, Happen Paranormal and AJ with Talking with the Source. Talking with the Source. And then you got uh, and then you got uh, Brian Laverty uh, and Brian Lake. Laverty and Lick. Okay, we're getting a bad echo. Yeah, I hear that. Sorry. Let's... Oh, okay. But yeah, you got uh, Through the Lens with Brian and Lex. Very good podcast. If you ain't checked it out, I, I highly recommend you do. You got the Lions Pride, uh, <laughs> Mr. Cassidy Lightwings podcast. That's us. That's right. Very, very informative podcast. If you haven't checked them out, please go check out uh, Bleeding Violin Studios, man. Awesome work. Why, thank you. The website's, the website's still under construction. Yep. And it's coming uh, soon. And Don't if you have any trouble uh, finding Cass, just go to Global. You'll find him everywhere. <laughs> or, or just stick your finger out and go, E.T., go home. Hey, I like it here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thomas Lynch says, who is AJ talking with the source? Can we YouTube that? Uh, Ray, could you YouTube that and uh, throw up a link so we can see what he's talking about? Shout out to well, Thomas Lynch. He's been He's been with us for a long time. Thank you, buddy. We love well, you. you we love you. Thomas Lynch and everybody on your side know that if you want to check out all these teams, all you have to do is go to www.globalunitedparafound.com and you will find everybody we've talked about, their YouTube, their Facebook, their contact info, everything all rolled into one. Yep. Oh, you got to go. Oh, there's Bradley. Bradley's backstage. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the birthday boy himself, he looks 30 years young, Mr. Bradley Powers. Okay. What's up, Mr. Bradley? Uh, hi there. Sorry for being late, uh, but like uh, I, I've got company, and uh, yeah, someone borrowed my phone, and then they, they locked me out of my Facebook, and I couldn't get back in, and then then, then the batteries are on, my phone is on low, so like I, you know, I've ended up with a few things, a few situations. Yeah, but I'm here anyway. You know? You're still alive. You're surviving. You're you're going yeah, through a lot yeah. of chaos, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of chaos. Yeah, I go with that one. First I've got thing, that say, so I'm all right. Mr. Bradley. Yeah, so it's, 
Yes, it's my birthday. I'm 57 today. I feel my spirit is 25. And however, I'm 57, but I'm not like a lot of people my age. I'm very. I've been blessed. I've uh, touched wood. I've got nothing wrong with me. No illnesses, ailments, or anything like that. And so I have been blessed. And a lot of the people who live in this um, complex, they all want me out because I'm quite a, a highly experienced uh, person to have around. Um, uh, some would even say I'm a noisy neighbour, <laughs> you know, and I don't understand what they're what they're on about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with a Titanic speaker behind you. <laughs> the tower. That's called the tower. Yeah, it's got enough sound power to take over France. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am uh, relocating in ten to twelve days, and the next place will be. Uh, I'll be loud there. I'll be able to play the drums there. I'm very pleased, actually. Yeah, and it's got two dance floors as well. So I'm, um, you know, unbelievable. Nice. All right. So I'm looking for dancers. You're going to be playing the music, getting jiggy with it, throwing some raves. Uh, Robert Humphreys, let me formally introduce you to the, the mystic himself, Mr. Bradley Powers. Yeah, pleased to meet you, Mr. Humphreys. Uh, you Robert too, Humphreys. Bradley. And I want to yeah. tell you, man, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, it's been okay. You know, people have been drifting in and out. Like, it's come to see me. That's good. I've, I've got company now, but I've asked them like to be quiet if they can. And you know, that's good. Good luck with but, that. Uh, yeah. So today, uh, yeah, this is your life, Bradley Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have uh, com composed uh, a two page, uh, two sided paper of, of as many paranormal, phenomenal experiences that I can remember. And you know, to share, to give you an, an example of uh, the life I live, to be honest with you. But before yeah. we get to that, I I would like to talk about my favorite story with you, with Robert here, so he can hear it. I I want you to tell him the story about you getting Mike Tyson punched. Oh, right. You want to hear that story? Yes. Okay. Well, what happened was. <laughs> I uh, let's just sit, sit this down as well. I went to I, uh, my former chapel. Uh, uh, it was probably two o'clock in the morning. I'd just been around my brothers. Uh, I weren't intoxicated or anything. And I, uh, I went to put my key in the door and I felt a presence behind me. And, and it was come up through the floor, believe it or not. Behind me is a porthole. And I turned, I looked behind me and I said to this entity, Who are you? And I got punched in the face and I went flying backwards and landed on my back. I dropped, he dropped me like a, a he, he dropped me, you know. I got, I, he punched me I, and I went down instantly. And I made my way away from the entity. I was on the floor and I was crawling backwards to get away. And I stayed away from the premises for three hours and I thought he should be gone by now. And yeah, I got punched in the face and never see it coming. It was a dirty shot. It was, a sly shot. Yeah. Now, Robert, <laughs> how the hell are you going to get a Mike Tyson left hook and try to fight something you can't see, man? Uh, can I, you imagine walking around swinging everywhere? <laughs> guys, I, I as I was crawling backwards, I was thinking, I hope he doesn't do anything else to me. That's what I was thinking. I bet. 
So, Mr. Powers, I am definitely interested in uh, in this paper you wrote, man. So, uh, the floor is yours, sir. Well, I have got um, I've got um, my internet Before... provider is not providing internet, so I'm using mobile broadband. <laughs> Before and Bradley also, begins, I'm, 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 Bradley, sorry, Before... I'm unable to share the show. So, what I was wondering is, can you post the link to this show in Esoteric Family and Truth Seekers Property? On it. And onto my timeline, please. On it. Absolutely. So before we begin, I'd like to say a few words about Mr. Powers on this special day. I have something you, prepped. I just want you guys to know, for what it's worth, Bradley was the first human being in this that I've ever met to actually give me a chance to speak. You know? Bradley damn near single-handedly saved my family when we needed it most. When we didn't have a friend in the world, damn near. Bradley helped us out. Bradley gave us a spot on the show. And the destiny was born. So you guys can thank Bradley, you know, on this day. I, th I think it's, I think he deserves a round of applause for putting together and helping set up this, this whole thing and what it's led to. So, Mr. Bradley, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I, I'm in the business of helping people. I recognize people. When I meet people, I sum up their attributes and gifts. We all are blessed with gifts and attributes, but not everybody recognizes that they have them. And I look for them in people, and then I tune into them, and I try and see if I can accommodate their gifts and attributes that could benefit me, benefit them, and uh, enhance their life. And I did that with Castaway. And it has actually, but investing in Cassidy has been successful. You know? Yes, it has. Thank you very hey, much. You, know, you, uh, you actually helped me out as well, too, Bradley. Uh, you know, you, you came out of nowhere and uh, messaged me one day and said, I want to help you get your numbers up. And I'm sitting there going, okay, who the hell are you? <clears throat> And yeah. if it wasn't for you putting me on your show and in, you know, getting me to know all these other people, you know, and especially Cassidy, man, you know, I, I don't think this show would be nearly as successful as it is now. Yeah. You're the man, yeah. Bradley Powers, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you. It's a pleasure, Brian. Yeah, it's a pleasure to connect you with Cassidy. I'm really pleased that how you, Eldon and Cassidy, and the rest of your team have engaged with each other and with Cassidy. I'm really pleased about that. Um, yes, uh, yeah, you have, you have enhanced each other's lives through meeting and a, a meeting I set up, and I'm really pleased that it's been a success. I really am. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, Mr. Powers, let's uh, let's hear your life story, good sir. Uh, well, one day, <laughs> what happened was, um, yeah, my life. Uh, I, I was I, I was brought, I brought up by some parents who gave me a roof over my head, a place to sleep, and uh, food on the table. So I was very lucky there. And anyway, at age nine, um, I remember. My first paranormal experience was I went to look out the window and I thought, and I just got this like uh, this feeling to look behind me. So I looked behind me and I saw a reflection of a black hand on the wall like that. 
a black hand, a shadow of a black hand was on the wall. When I moved the curtains back, I saw the black hand on the wall. So I put the curtains back to us they were, and I was thinking, like, wow, there's a black hand on the wall. So when I moved the curtain back again, I had another look, and a black hand was still there, and it stayed there. I don't know if the black hand was a message to me. It could have been to do with a black hands gang, which might have been connected to my grandfather, or I don't know what the black hand meant, but that's my first paranormal experience was a black hand. And that appeared before we moved to our new home. That's when I saw the black hand. And that was my first paranormal experience at age nine. I wasn't frightened or anything. And then uh, we moved and at the next place, uh, the paranormal phenomena really started to kick in. I remember I awoke uh, when age 12, I awoke and I found sitting on my bed was a druid priest. You couldn't see through him. I wouldn't say he was a ghost. You could see the weave of the fabric of his cloth and he was wearing a white robe. He had a hood over his head and you couldn't see his face. And he was performing a sermon over me like I was a prince. And I remember thinking, I wonder what your face looks like. And then I just got showed the image of a skeleton. And he was performing a sermon over me. And I never saw the flesh of him, but he was very materialistic. He wasn't uh, translucent light, not at all. You couldn't see through him. He was solid matter, sitting on my bed performing a sermon. And that was a druid priest. He might have been a hierophant. What, what do you think that, that meant? Yeah, so that's what I saw. I also awoke. I insist that it meant he's Merlin reborn or the new Merlin or the mantle of Merlin being passed. Something to oh, do I, with that. That's my I theory. Will add, thank you for bringing that up, Cassidy. You've reminded me of something. I got this feeling that the druid priest sitting on my bed came from Glastonbury. And Glastonbury is where King Arthur is actually buried, allegedly. Oh. I felt he came from Glastonbury. He was a Glastonbury monk, a Glastonbury priest. And King Arthur's buried at Glastonbury, I, which I have actually seen Glastonbury. What, well. what do you think his purpose was for doing that? He was blessing me, treating me. He was blessing me like I was a prince because I have been, I have my futures is... Who am I? I'm still I'm on a journey of self-discovery and I'm discovering who I am. And I, I can do the most amazing of things. And I've learned that, uh, yeah, I am a regal spirit is what I am, a regal spirit. And uh, I, I'm here to help humanity, enhance the lives of humanity. I care about humanity. And uh, yeah, I'm here to make a difference. It's possible that maybe one day in the future I could become an ascending master, possibly. That's not impossible. I recognize that now. You know, that, that's that. I also awoke to find a shade kneeling beside my bed looking through my bookcase. And I didn't know shades existed. And the shade was looking at a specific book I had in my bookcase beside my bed. And the book the shade was looking at was called King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, wow. Something had conjured this shade to appear there. Some shades live forever. Some shades are conjured and they manifest and they're to do a task, to perform a task. When the shade has completed the task, they disperse into the atmosphere. I got a feeling this shade may have been Sir Lancelot. Really? So I, I, it, it, do you have 
any connection, whether it be blood or anything with King Arthur or anybody from the round table? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell him. Tell him about the connection between King Arthur. Well, um, I, I've actually seen King Arthur, actually, uh, with my third eye. He didn't speak to me, but we nodded to each other. And also, my brother has married uh, my sister-in-law, and she believes she's related to Sir Lancelot. Holy shit. Also, Bradley, and I hate to interject again, but uh, got to do a shout-out to... Um, oh, crap. I can't remember his name. Uh, he thinks he found Excalibur or the Grail. Um, Barry, Barry John. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy called uh, this guy has come into my life called Barry John Bauer. His birthday, my birthday is the twenty sixth of April. Well, guess what? His birthday is tomorrow, the twenty seventh of April. We are both Tauruses, and he has come to me because he would like me to broadcast this live. It's possible that he has found. Vaults, hidden vaults below the hunt, former hunting ground of King Henry the Ape, and in those vaults is possibly Soul Calibur. No way. And I feel an affiliation with Soul Calibur. I think it's possible during this lifetime I might get to hold or or encounter Soul Calibur. That's not impossible. And uh, Ryan, yes way to the point that uh, they've been simultaneously getting assistance to like excavate and also encountering extreme resistance, like actual physical violence from certain organizations. So whatever Barry's found, it's big. How, how are you going to know for sure, though, if it's Excalibur? It, I, it, it, you, it, when you know, you know, I reckon we we'll know. To be honest, there's also I markings. There's also markings yeah. on it. Uh, Excalibur has certain uh, identifying features. Hmm. Um, the resistance is the uh, the round table. The round table. They want control of the uh, investigation. The dig. They want control of it. They want the artifacts from this. Uh, this uh, chamber has been. We did a, a geophysics survey. A, on the surface, there's three vaults there. We discovered one of them, and there is a cavity below the ground, and down there's stalling. We are experiencing resistance. You know, they so, didn't believe Barry at first, and now they realize that Barry is actually Barry has found miles and miles of tunnels underground, miles of tunnels. Yeah, he's been down. Wow. He's been, He's been on Esoteric Hours show about three times. He's always got uh, new stories to share about his ex- excavations. Yeah, a bit like um, Indiana Jones. Hey, if you and Cass can get a hold of this Barry guy, I I would love to have him on Shadow Zone. Yeah, we can make that happen. It's very possible. Yeah, he just got it's married. So, so it. If he if he's found Excalibur, I mean that's going to be one of the most monumental finds in recent history, if not history itself. Also, maybe the Holy Grail. Some believe the Holy Grail is the bloodline of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ had siblings, which are still alive to this day. The Vatican are aware of uh, 
the siblings of Jesus Christ. The Vatican is aware of them, of their presence, their existence in this day and age. And so it is the monarchy is also aware of their existence. That they could be the Holy Grail, or there is possibly a Holy Grail that's a cup, uh, a wooden cup, that when you drink from it, uh, offers you, some say, immortality. I, I've heard that rumor, and I've also heard Excalibur actually has uh, stuff attached to it as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's also could be gold coins there, um, manuscripts uh, presenting the truth, manuscripts suggesting that maybe the monarchy are not the true monarchy and they don't belong there. The, in fact, this, these scriptures could create fractures in the in the foundations of the monarchy and the Vatican. That's another oh. reason why the uh, we're receiving opposition. Yeah, that, that very well could be true. Whatever is down there is a threat to the preternatural community. And one of the things that uh, Bradley, and this is honoring you, Bradley, not babbling. Um, one of the things that Bradley has been doing is shedding light on this sort of like sub-society that is under your people's world. You know, kind of like in the Blade movie, there's a world under your world. Kind of like that. <laughs> so they don't like it, though. They really don't like it. The world uh, is made up of a wedding cake. Everybody lives on, on the icing on top of the wedding cake. Under the icing is where all the ingredients of life are. The ingredients are below the icing. And I that's where I live, below the icing of the wedding cake. And many people do. But not a lot of people don't. And they wouldn't believe uh, what we know about life. They wouldn't believe it, what we have discovered. Yeah. And, um, yeah, go on. Bradley lives in in the in the meat of the cake, the the deep center of the cake. Um, I have rolled off the table into the living room, and I'm wondering where the cake is. So, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and well, and my life is yeah, and also like the, the spirits that come to me in my life also tell me that I, I, I live in the ingredients under the icing because uh, why do these spirits come to me in the first place? Because they like, you know. The spirits come to me and they talk to me like they know something about me I don't. When they come to me, they talk to me like um, they've known me for millennia. They know me. I They don't have to introduce themselves. I know who they are, but they know me and I don't know them very well. Although I do know of their credentials. They are regal spirits. They have credentials that I'm aware of. And some of them are slightly unsavory. They have been unsavory to other people. But to me, they are diamonds. And I recognise there's something about me that uh, they know and I don't. And I have to discover this myself. They won't tell me. Oh, I'm still on a journey of self-discovery. Mr. Robert, do you have any questions so far? No, I'm actually fascinated by a lot of it. Absolutely. Please, by all means, Mr. Powers, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Okay, well, I've got a list here, so let's get through it, okay? Yeah, so uh, I, yeah, I mentioned the black hand, the Jewish priest on my bed, age 12, shade kneeling beside my bed, age 12. Also, uh, I, uh, demons visited me, dark demonic demons when I was age 12. Uh, one of them kept opening and closing the door that was rubbing the carpet. He did this for uh, like ages. And what did I do, age 12? I had to get up and look because I wanted to see, was he a demon, a shade? Who was opening and closing my door that was rubbing the carpet? And I looked and I was trying to make it out. I couldn't make out the figure. It could have been a shade. I just couldn't make out the figure. 
I told you the, the, the entity continued to keep opening and closing my door furthermore until I fell asleep. Then I remember waking and looking on the landing and I saw, because I had my bed moved to another location in the bedroom and I looked and saw on the landing there was a, a, a demonic entity standing there. You couldn't see through it. It was solid matter standing on the bed. I mean, standing in the hallway on the landing. Yeah, I couldn't see through it. Unbelievable. It, and I, for some reason, think it could have been an Ilfrit or a Shiton. I get mixed up between the two, but standing on the landing. And I've also learned that <coughs> some Ilfrits and Shitons are good, some are bad. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bradley, you just tripped over something. Um, Shaitans are, there's not, Shaitan is a very, very specific entity. We do not wish to offend the Islams or Muslims in the in the audience. No. Some, that's what I'm saying, some Ilfrits are good and Shaitans are good and some are bad. I haven't met a good one yet, though, I've got to be honest. In fact, I actually got to speak to one of them and I said, why do you do what you do? to the human race why are you doing what you're doing to me why are you doing why are you like that and they said because we were here first which it, there's a story to this allegedly right god wanted to cleanse the planet and this was when satan was a cherubim angel a young cherubim angel not listed none of this is listed in the bible because it's before the bible god wanted to cleanse the planet of all living beings on earth uh, to get, he got rid of the Fae, Cyclops, Centaurs, Mentors, all living creatures he removed. He sent his angels out to cleanse the planet, and they did. And they removed male, female, um, man, well, not you know, masculine, feminine, young, old. They cleansed the planet, making room for us. How about that? That's a story that's going around that I'm aware of. You can't deny it or, or you know. We, we do have a, a question from the audience here. Mike wants to know, does your gift scare you? Not anymore. I'm a necromancer, I've learned. And I am, uh, I, when I get attacked by demons, I've been attacked by demons quite a few times, I uh, learn to embrace it, ride it. I have to surf it and uh, surf it because sometimes it's, mom it's a momentarily attack and if they realize they cannot beat me, they will leave normally. One time I was being attacked and the, it was, the entity was so vicious, uh, I, I awoke and shouted out the name Merlin really loud because I, was, I couldn't handle the attack and the demons fled when he heard him shout out Merlin, he fled. One time I had a demon uh, tried to fry my brains, a living entity, living. He was alive, and he tried to fry my brains using telekinesis, and Merlin appeared from nowhere, and he went, no, and he stopped him in his tracks, and he stopped him from frying my brains. Yeah, and he was a sexless. And he never tried it again, this, this living entity. Wow. Yeah. And the reason why I know about the living entity is because... Not all demons are in the next life. There are demons this side of life, too, who have been born, been blessed with paranormal gifts, and they they, are, they can do telepathy, mind reading, telekinesis, and I have encountered two of them, and they were both dark lords, and I was I've been possessed on two occasions, and uh, and that's how I know all about them. I know a lot about them actually because I've been possessed by them, so I do know about them. <clears throat> 
I'll be I'm possessed by one now actually, but because I'm stronger than he is, he cannot lead me on a path to suicide, and that's what he normally does. He leads people along a path to suicide. I performed a sermon helping 15 young men uh, head for the light because they, one of them come to me called Chris. He was the other side of life. He presented a typewriter in front of me, typed out the words help me for me to see. And he said like he was, uh, he was led upon a path of suicide by this demon that's in me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I performed the sermon and I helped 15 young men uh, with the help of Archangel Gabriel, who offered them safe passage and in the distance were dragons, believe it or not, uh, warning off the demonic army that was going to stop this from happening. Uh, I, I offered I, uh, 15 young men sanctuary. I, I uh, led them along past the sanctuary to the head full of light, which, uh, if you want to look at it this way, was the gates of heaven. And at the gates of heaven, they would be assessed and allocated their correct location, should they go there. Because when people cross over to the next life, believe it or not, some people are afraid of the light. Because of the life they've led, they are afraid of the light, they are afraid of being judged, so they don't head for the light and they walk in purgatory. You know? A lot of people are afraid of the light. When a baby dies, age six months old, three months old, when a baby dies, that baby will crawl to the light. Other spirits that are in purgatory will see that baby, that infant, crawl to the light, and they will think, oh, it must be safe to go for the light, and they follow the baby. Those who committed suicide may follow that baby. Therefore, the death of that baby has brought a significant offering to help those who are trapped in purgatory by them following the baby to the light. Hence the reason why some babies die at a very young age. Cot death. Cot death, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm. Yeah, what do you think about that? Have you heard of a sucky bus? Yeah, I'm very familiar with sucky buses. Egypt buses are more familiar with. I'm sure I have one before. I don't want to talk about Yeah. Well, I'll, I will get to actually about incubuses and succubuses because I have encountered incubuses on four occasions. I have a succubus, I yeah. Anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, continuing. Uh, yeah, once uh, yeah, as a young man, I was uh, laying in bed and I felt the presence of my grandfather uh, come and visit me. I felt uncomfortable because he was a man you feared. I felt his presence and I was thinking, like, I don't want to look because, like, I, you know, but I knew he was there and I knew he brought his dog with him as well. Anyway, in the morning, um, I looked under the dressing table and there was dust there and I had to look and there was a footprint of a dog, that, of a Jack Russell that he had brought with him. So I know he, my belief that he visited was real because I saw the footprint of a dog there. Um, Anyway, uh, I, I, as time grew, uh, grew on, I was I also experienced abuse as a child, uh, and uh, so uh, the spirits were there, but they didn't really connect with me. And uh, I, I became a very successful businessman. I had two car yards, I had a car showroom, I had a nightclub. My nightclub was called the Chapel, and I was involved in life. Not I've always been a spiritualist all my life, but I was involved in life. Anyway, and then until in my early 30s, I became possessed by a mind reader. And he was, I, I became a voice hearer, and he was trying to make me think that I was going insane. And I knew I wasn't going insane, but I didn't understand why I was hearing voices, his voice, or voices of other people. I didn't understand it. But it, I wasn't, a, well, I was kind of alarmed, but I didn't know how to deal with this problem. I knew I wasn't going insane. Anyway, uh, I experienced this possession for eight years. 
then uh, he left me and I had four years of heavenly bliss. I experienced life as a normal person for four years, uh, enjoying the fruits of life. And then I became possessed again by another entity, living entity, who is also a mind breather, who knows telepathy, he talks to me using telepathy every day. And he's also knows telekinesis. He knows how to be cruel to you. And that's, a, that's the one I've got in me right now. And anyway, um, yeah, I, I've got to be honest, when I was at my nightclub, the chapel, uh, there was a spirit standing there, and I saw the dog that was in with me, I died a dog there, the dog was going crazy, jumping up and down, looking, wagging its tail, and there was nothing there, yet it was going mad. I realised now that spirit that was standing there was actually Merlin, but I didn't know it was Merlin at the time, but I recognise it was now. Yeah, in my chapel, I used to get loads of blue flashing lights. Uh, we didn't have the lights. The laser lights were not on, yet we'd have flashing lights in the nightclub. The blue neon flashing lights. And shadows. Yeah, shadows as well. Shadows. Yeah, haunted my nightclub, the chapel. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I ended up... Uh, I've been a voice hero for 20 years. I got possessed by a second uh, possession uh, 12 years ago. And... I, I still got to work out how to get rid of him, actually, because he's affected my life. I'm surprised I'm sitting here talking to you, smiling, actually, because, like, it's, you know, possession is not funny, to be honest with you. Some possessions are welcome, and but this one isn't. Anyway, I learned and this, but I will say this, this possession has taught me so much about myself, about life, because I know about telepathy, mind reading, remote viewing, telekinesis, all because of this entity that uh, I've encountered. So I've learned a lot about life. And right. I, I saw through my, I remote viewed this entity that's in me, and I see where he lives, I see his family, his children, his grandchildren, and I even looked, scribed the mirror, and I saw his father, his mother, and, um, and I guess what, you ain't gonna believe what I saw. I saw the Grim Reaper standing in the distance, hovering above the ground, about seven foot tall. The Grim Reaper's waiting for him to leave me, and he's going to snatch him in flight because it's his time. It's his time to leave. And he, the, 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 the demon that's in me saw that he's the Grim Reaper waiting for him, and now he knows he can't leave me because he will die. And that's why he won't leave me. Hmm. How about that? Now, when you see the Grim Reaper, it means you're going to die. Basically, and I saw him with through his eyes. I see the Grim Reaper, so he wasn't there for me, he was there for him. And also, I have the tattoo of a Grim Reaper on my arm as well, just so happens, which is a way of paying homage to Mr. Death. I'm paying homage to the Grim Reaper myself, so like, I, I'm not, I, I'm not afraid. I don't, I, I have been startled, I've been stirred, but I don't get afraid anymore. To answer that question, I'm not afraid anymore. It goes with the job. Getting attacked by demons actually goes with the job. I've been attacked here in this place. Truth. Well, it really does. You know, I, I accept it. You know, if they attack me, they attack me. I hold fast and I, I ride it out. I do. I've had them, I've had them jump on my back. I punch me in the guts. Come up to me and punch me in the guts and then run off. You know, I've had all sorts. You know, I've been physically attacked. And I've also encountered incubuses that have sexually uh, groped me on four occasions. Like, so I know they exist. One occasion, um, I felt a tongue in my ear. I woke to a tongue in my ear. And I thought it was a demon, so I started just strangling it. And then I realised, oh my God, you're not a demon, you're an incubus. 
So I let it go. And the incubus sat, stood beside me, sat beside me and said, make love, not war. Then he showed me four of his friends making out. And I said, hey, all embracing each other. And I was really, I didn't know how to apologise to this incubus that I just tried to strangle. But he was all right about it. He was all right about it, I'll give you that. But I've encountered incubuses on four, top, four separate occasions. I've encountered a, yeah, I've encountered a, uh, a phallus rubbing against my inner thigh. <laughs> that was quite an experience. Oh, I, I felt flattered. I'm honoured. I'm honoured that they come to me in that manner, actually. I don't invite incubuses or say, hey, I'm on offer. They just do. You know, they just do. Yeah, so, like, you know, that's how it works. Mike says, uh, I had a PEA cardiac arrest at Manchester Royal Infirmary in the cardiac theater, out for 30 minutes, cardiac tamponade, just left, no dreams after uh, resuscitation. Thank you. Just very painful ribs. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's, let's add to, uh, furthermore, um, yeah, so that was a Grim Reaper. I actually see a shadow behind my door. And I looked up and I thought, you know, there was a shadow behind my door and I thought the shadow was actually debating whether to jump in me or not. Because he actually, the shadow was thinking that I could be a trap. So the shadow could make his mind whether to jump into me or not. Because I attract uh, dark and light entities. And I, I've learned that when a dark entities come to me and attach themselves to me, they can't release themselves to me. They're stuck with me. And I have to figure out how to get rid of them. They are stuck you with got, me. You got to be one hell of a beacon. I'm a beacon. I recognize that. I'm a blue neon light. That's what I really am. Well, when, and, when uh, you go around helping the world, you're going to piss off some bad guys. As Aerosmith said, when you kiss on the devil, you piss off a saint. It goes the same way in reverse. You know, Bradley's he's being modest. I believe it or not. He doesn't sound like it. But no, he really is being modest. He Bradley, we're fighting a war and Bradley's kind of the guy arranging it. You know, he's like an ambassador. He really is. Yeah, an ambassador. I see myself as an ambassador for mankind. I attract demons. And the thing is, once they attach themselves to me, they can't leave me. And they do assault me a few times and then they give up because they realize it's a waste of time. They're trying to get me to change my path, change my course and lead a path to suicide. And I don't feel suicidal at all. I don't suffer with anxiety, depression, suicide sour uh i'm not sour or bitter i don't get any of that i'm positive ball of light and i am positive and i you won't get you will never catch me talking to you about depression or misery I, all i do is lift spirits of other people around me i will lift your spirit i will not uh you will never hear me talking negative uh vibrations sharing I negative vibrations that. you know what i mean that's what i do for a living i am positive all the time My give day. me a problem and i'll find a solution you know what like I mean? to give a big shout out to Mike who says you are amazing, Brian. Thank you, Mike, for that and being a part of the show, man. You, my friend, are awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, if you've got a problem, Bradley will solve it. Now check out the beat while the DJ revolves it. Brad, Brad Powers. Doom, 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 doom. Sorry. Yeah, I give me a, I give me a problem and I'll find a solution. That's what I do. That's what I do for a living every day. You know, I give me a problem, I look for a solution to the problem because that's what we're here for to navigate or forge new paths in this garden of life. And me we are here to seek ascension as well. And me and you, we're going to have a big talk after this, Mr. Powers. Yay! I've been waiting that's for this. What I was thinking, Brian, you should have got in touch with me. I might have been able to you know, help you. Good evening, Raymond. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Go ahead, Mr. Powers. Do some shout-outs if you want. I'm not, it's not a problem with me. People love to hear their names being mentioned. In awesome. These cool, cool, cool. I've been waiting for this. All right, so uh, general, general shout out to the Lions Pride. Also, Ghost House Paranormal, hell yes, come see us on Tuesday, I think, for for her for her interview. Um, we also have uh, Candace Fowler who wants to know ask Brett ask if da, 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 has this entity ever asked you if they want if he wants you to contact this his family. The entity that you've been speaking with. Hey, Brian. Uh, for me, um, I have had friends and relatives come to me, as well as regal spirits. The regal spirits, they want me to perform tasks, maybe locate hidden treasure for them. Thank you. I was thinking of that. Interesting. I knew. I knew. <laughs> so I've got to roll up. Hey. Thomas, as usual, being extremely enthusiastic, says, "Yes, yes, mate. True powers is a, is a, oh, 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 I, oh, I can't re-equalization re of our essence. Boom, motherfucker! And I don't lose a cookie for that because Thomas said it. Yeah, uh, I've had uh, the regal spirits. Uh, they want to work with me. Um, I'm not a Luciferian, however, with Lucifer, you can work with him or for him." You know, and you know, I have a different perception of Lucifer than a lot of people have. You know, um, Lucifer and Satan for me are not the same people. I know they're both a Satan adversary, must be Lucifer, but Lucifer is a is also worshipped as a dragon god by the occult. And uh, can I comment on that as a Christian? Go on. I call Lucifer and the devil the same person, Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought he's the fallen angel. Yeah, Lucifer is a fallen archangel. Yeah. And uh, whereas Satan is a fallen cherubim angel, they're not quite the same. the same person. No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. That's up for the debate, though, that is. Can you elaborate what the differences are between the two? That's what I'm interested. I know, I know. Some people believe Lucifer and Satan are the same, okay? That's why I feel that's They are both devils, yes, granted, but uh, it's debatable whether they're the same. That's debatable. Hey, real quick, yeah. is that Sarah? No, no, oh. she's not here. All right, well, in case you watch it, shout out to Sarah. She's a talented young musician. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Lucifer is worshipped as a dragon god because Lucifer is a regal spirit. I'm, I'm affiliated with many of Lucifer's associates or team, as, as you could uh, call it. And, um, and yeah, they're not, they're not, they don't deceive me. They're not deceitful to me. They don't trick me. They're not into trickery with me. They are, their words are sincere. Their words are binding just like mine. And uh, they wish to help me on my 
quest to enhance the lives of mankind, help mankind, and to rid the planet of this dark hold. We are ruled by dark lords, and they wish to help me to rid the yes. planet of darkness. Demons do. Do good demons. There are two kinds of demons. There's demons, D-A-E-M-O-N-S. They're the good demons. And you've got the bad demons, which are D-E-M. ONS. That's the difference. Thank you for bringing that up. Could you explain the difference for the audience, please? Because you, you, I it, keep trying, but you know me. I suck. I, I've never heard of a good demon before. You haven't? I know Give many. Give it a second, Brian. I know See, many. I know the um, Christianity to protect its flock has blasph committed blasphemy by saying that all spirits if you want to connect, if you're a spiritualist in, as a Christian and you want to connect, you connect with angels, God's angels. They are messengers of God. Anything out of that is outside of that is evil. And that's everything. If your parents come to you, they are evil. They are demons posing as your parents. And I've learned that's not exactly true. I've encountered my mother and she wasn't a demon. And I know that was my mother. My mother said to me, see, I told you I'll come back and haunt you. A point of clarification. Uh, in this business, we very, very much put a divisor between the fallen and other, you know, uh, spirits. And that's where you get the, 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 the little demons, you know. There's the difference, big difference between demons and demons. You see what I mean? One is fallen angels and the other is, you know, the spirits that you meet when you're walking down the street, you know. Because uh, fallen angels. And what are fallen angels? Well, they could be extraterrestrial or they could be God's fallen angels. They form archangels. However, you have to take this into consideration. There were demons walking the planet that are demons in their own rights. They're not fallen. They are demons. Uh, God must have created them in the beginning, to be honest with you, or before the Bible. There was a life, a time before the Bible was uh, created, before it manifested. There was a time that is erased from from us not mentioned at all there was a time before the bible you know and uh, i recognize that you know well yeah and uh, right some demons Genesis. that walk this planet have every right to be here they're not evil like uh, as it's been um, presented to the christians they are here to help enhance the lives of mankind and they are uh labeled as evil beings have don't have any connection to do with them at all which is very sad actually because it's if, not true if, if I may, this actually goes back to the uh, to the Pact of Nicaea, where the, when the the old word for demon got sort of folded in with the Christian mythology. With the I don't I'm, when I say mythology, I'm not saying it's fake. Okay, I'm just using the word for you know the sake of academics. The word demon got associated with all these other spirits. So, like if Irene was here, she could she could help us out. Um, like for example, in, in the Shinto. Uh, belief system they just refer to all spirits as quote-unquote demons you see what i mean the colloquial has been abused and we can thank the council of nicaea for that and the reason why they say all spirits are evil and bad is to protect the christian flock from being um uh being miss um i don't know what the word is they're misled, misled. Yeah. that's it yes they are protecting god and the angels are protecting their flock from being misled by saying, don't talk to anybody who isn't an angel because they are evil. And they're trying to protect their flock. I understand that. I understand the logic. 
and for the Christians in the audience, it is this this part is very, very, very imperative. I'm not talking smack about the Catholics or anything like that. You have to understand that one day, back in the 1500s, one day all these things were okay. You could go see the local wise woman. You could talk to the, you could do all those things. And then with the publishing of a book called the Malleus Maleficarum, suddenly it flipped. In the 1500s, they changed the definition. So as Christians, I think people kind of have uh, an obligation to figure out what is really going on there. You know, check out the Malleus Maleficarum. Look it up. And Mike here says, I think Brian is very gifted, but Bradley seems mentally unwell. Is my friend Joe still with me, Brian? He died in 2015, multiple organ failure. Well, Mike, actually, it's it's actually the other way around. Uh, Bradley would know more about that. I'm unfortunately not gifted, although a little mentally unwell. But uh, you, you might want to talk to Bradley about that one. We're all a little crazy here. (laughs) All my friends in England, and Raymond says in Japan, the yokai, the yokai? Yokai. The yokai ani are technically their own class, but still called yokai. Yokai is a Japanese word for demon. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Not all demons are bad. Uh, you, should, you should always treat them with caution, but they're not all bad. And like, um, I, I resonate with demons, I must admit, uh, being a necromancer myself, you know. And I've learned this. By, I've learned this. I didn't know not all demons are bad. I had to learn this and recognize it when they came to me. And um, King Leviathan is listed in the Bible, by the, uh, in the Christian Bible, as a devil. And um, God banished him. From heaven, I think uh, King Leviathan was incarcerated in the jailhouse in Devon. In heaven, heaven has a jailhouse, believe it or not. And the angels were very unkind to King Leviathan, and he doesn't like to talk about it. It's possible that the reason is King Leviathan might have been the serpent in the Garden of Eden that uh, suggested that Abe should take a bite from the apple that was attached to the tree of knowledge. It's possible King Leviathan did that. Real quick. I can't guarantee it, but it's, the possibility is there because King Leviathan did something that upset God and he got listed as a devil. Well, I've encountered King Leviathan a few times and he said I'm following a noble path and I've actually found that he is a warrior and uh, he's all right, actually. I've got to be honest. Now, real quick to the audience, don't worry about offending us, okay? Bradley and I, we're the kind of guys that you call when something unbelievable happens, okay? We're used to being called crazy. It is completely okay. All right? Yeah, you, we embrace true. it. We embrace it. Education is part of what we do. So don't worry you about it. You can't offend me because my words are sincere. My words are bonding. I'm also, uh, I was following a druid path. Uh, now I'm following a hierophant path. A hierophant is a high druid priest. So I'm a hierophant knight. In theory, I'm a priest. To become a druid takes 20 years to become a fully pledged druid. To become a Hereford, you have to be a Taurus, uh, asexual or celibate, and uh, a, a male as well. And I am all of those. So uh, that's me. And Mike says, I love you take all comments. I'll get on to that. Everybody has oh, a voice in here. 
And, uh, you know, everybody should be heard, whether it's negative or positive, brothers and sisters. Okay, yeah. Oh, I'll come to you on that. Quick, yeah. real, real quick, uh, Raymond Lightwing is my son. Uh, he is, he, I, I always want to, I always want to congratulate him when he gets something right that I got wrong. All right. So that, that, thank you, son. That was not dismissive that he is my son. <laughs> thank you, yeah, Raymond. Acting cast 98% of the time, buddy. <laughs> ah, I screw like you guys to too. To, I'd like to add that I'm really pleased that Raymond is in your life. He's bonded with you. You are like mates, Cassidy. You and Raymond are like mates, and you share information with each other. You share esoteric information with each other, and, and my life is esoteric. So I, I'm quite, uh, yeah, I'd like to connect with your son even more, actually. I do, I enjoy uh, him uh, becoming an active member of your life and uh, bonding with you, Cassidy. I really like that a lot. Is also a vital member of the company. He's the one that does most of our video editing, and then Robert does the rest. So between those two, we've got everything covered. You know. Amen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I, I'll also say I. I. It's possible. Like I experienced teleportation. I was performing a ritual. Uh. Uh. I thought I was. I've been following a Sephian path. I performed eight rituals. And when I was, I was facing north, and what happened was I had my eyes closed. And when I went to walk away after finishing the ritual, I found myself facing southwest. I nearly fell over the furniture, and I was facing southwest. Now, that was impossible that I could be facing southwest. And I reckon that either Merlin or King Leviathan, uh, they moved my location of where I was standing. So I, they, were just so they wanted to show me something. King Leviathan is this. Uh, he has an order uh, in the occult called the Order of Leviathan, and they are an order of Time Lords. Time Lords are real and they do exist. And he has an order of Time Lords, and he has uh, he has created a book uh, which actually presents how Time Lords can actually uh, manifest in other locations by using their pineal gland not using any tools uh -huh. they use their pineal gland and he knows how to activate your pineal gland and, and that's how time laws work and it's not yeah. a good day to find out why they have so many rules can can you tell the audience what it actually felt like to to be teleported yeah teleported uh i was uh i was stirred i was actually i knew that this is impossible my location was correct i was facing north next minute i'm facing southwest when i went to walk away from the ritual i walk out the circle i was facing southwest i was stirred and i i knew it was merlin was either playing a joke on me or it could have been a king of iphone was actually showing me something because and i'll tell you about merlin merlin's my guardian angel I didn't know Merlin existed, actually. I thought he was a myth or a legend. However, I've encountered Merlin a few times. He's manifested before my eyes a few times and made a translucent light. He embraced me on one occasion. And also, um, what else can I say about Merlin? He introduced me to the tarot cards. He told me how to paint a pentacle for necromancy in the floor of my chapel in silver paint making it easy offering easier access for spirits to travel and to come and see me you know like similar to a ley line yeah. 
And when I finished painting the pentacle from necromancy, my smoke alarm went off and I couldn't stop it. I had to bust my alarm, smoke alarm off the ceiling and I had to put it in a bath of water to try and shut it up because it wouldn't shut. And the electromagnetic waves that come through the floor, which you could see visually, uh, they set off my smoke alarm. See, what, what I find so fascinating here is something that I, I've noticed that almost no one ever brings up during esoteric hours. But since it's your birthday, I want to bring it up. Basically, you've experienced the golden three T's. Okay, in metaphysics, there you got the three major T's that we're trying to achieve. That's teleportation, telepathy, and telekinesis. Yeah. So it's for... It's not terribly uncommon to meet someone who's experienced one of those three, but for all three of them, you know. So we need to get you to the X Men school or something, you know. I've experienced remote viewing as well. That's another uh, gift that I've been blessed with. It, these gifts are random. They they come to me at random. Uh, I'm not in control of them. I do not know how to switch them off or switch them off, on on or off. I don't know how to, but they come to me at random and I experience them. I've learned I'm a shadow mage. I've seen shadows leave my body and go on missions. One of my shadows actually found the sorcerer who was in, who's, this guy who I'm possessed by has got a sorcerer who, who's in charge of him. And my shadow found him, the sorcerer, the dark lord sorcerer, found him where he was. But the sorcerer picked up on my the presence of my shadow and he sent that henchman to follow my shadow back and he had the shadow brought the henchman back to me who assaulted me and punched me in the face that's why that happened i know why it happened because you know, i got uh, caught to mike uh he says please read for me brian uh, unfortunately bud i i don't have any special abilities i'm a little bit of a sensitive but for the most part, I'm a, a paranormal investigator, but uh, I do run a show every Friday night at 8 p.m. called Tiffany's Tarot, and she could definitely do a reading for you. And uh, yes. Bradley, this is for you. Raymond wants to know: Can you specify what it mean or what you mean by necromancer? Um, I'm a necromancer. That means I have the ability to awaken spirits from their slumber, activate them and give them a purpose in their world, give them a purpose in life to um, make a contribution to our lives. I can cause them to help us and they can uh, shine darkness on people around me or they can shine light. I, I don't wish evil on anyone or curse anyone. I ask them to shine light on people around me. However, I, I, I'm, there are demons at war with me right now, and yeah, we are the demons. The demons that are helping me, uh, I ask them to shine darkness upon the demons that are attacking me, who are rising up against me, and they have to shine darkness on them because the demons that are attacking me are passionate about their cause. They wish to make cause me to change my path and lead me on a path to suicide, and I won't allow that to happen. If I feel suicidal, it means they've won, and I won't allow that to happen either. And speaking on his behalf, I, on, as proof of this, during the cancellation, when basically everyone had turned against us, you know, due to the Jehovah's Witness, Bradley refused. You know, he 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 didn't get involved. You see what I mean? He doesn't speak ill about people. He doesn't give in to that kind of darkness. That's correct. Uh, yeah, the, I have I have people. I, I I had five people come to me 
with cases. They wanted me to perform a show to uh, slur Cassidy's name, and I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. And people say I was out for collecting figures. I'm all about the fame and the publicity. Actually, I'm not. I couldn't. My shows would have been big time if I if I had them on my show. But I didn't want to hear what they had to say about Cassidy. I didn't want to destroy Cassidy's life. No. You know. And uh, it's debatable uh, what they had to say, you know. Yeah. And I and the uh, and I will say Jehovah's Witnesses as well. Yeah, uh, I am not in. I'm not in the business of destroying lives, you know. Raymond wants to know, so you can interact in depth with spirits. You don't desecrate the dead. And Mike says, "Will do, Brian. You seem to have a scary gift." On occasion, yeah, it, it can be a little hair-raising, bud. Okay. Now, real quick, Brian, do you see what I was talking about? Like how we, you know, this is why I want to teach you how to use tarot and such. You see? So, A tarot is a mirror to the soul. Uh, I, I brought Tiffany Reynolds to you. Uh, she's, uh, I really care about Tiffany a lot, and uh, she's very gifted and talented with it. She's got over 100 packs of tarot cards, and uh, she's on my team as well. And she's been helping me perform readings for many people. And performing a tarot card reading for someone can actually change their life, offer them offer them, them positive vibrations and make them recognize who they are. You know, tarot cards are mirrors to the soul and they Merlin insists that tarot cards are the real deal and they, offer, they can offer you an insight to who you are or what's coming your way. Following the path that you're following the tarot cards will show, will tell you what's coming your way if you stay on that path. Okay. Hey, Cass, maybe this is one for you to take, bud. Um, Mike wants to. Mike says, "Please help me understand," and says, "You just won't accept it." I was just typing a. I was just typing a, a note to Mike. Um, basically, Brian accepts his gift, and he's actively trying to hone it. But there's history and background here. We're, we're going to go into an episode um, in the future for Brian. And we'll, we'll, we'll go into his background and things like that. Brian is being smart and taking it slow. All right. Because if you dive into this shit too fast, Bradley could tell you it'll drive you nuts. You know? Yeah. All this come to me. I didn't pursue it. I didn't know about necromancers. I learned about necromancers 12 years ago. And I recognize I, I am one, and I didn't know they existed. I've also learned I'm a Hierophant Knight. I didn't know they existed, but I do now. And Merlin could possibly have been a Hierophant Knight as well. Indeed. It's not impossible. Merlin is a sorcerer. He still exists to this day. When we die and cross over to the next life, our consciousness carries on. If you seek ascension, your, con your consciousness will carry on, and you will remember this life. And because it's there to teach you, your, this life is a lesson a school, a school to learn. It's the hardest school of life in the universe, and you are here to learn from this. You know, not sit here and watch television. You're here to learn from this life, experience life. It's a journey. Oh, um, Bradley and Cassidy, may maybe you can help me out with this, guys. You know, I, I've been told by a lot of people. Like like Mike says here, that uh that I have gifts and I I don't know what everybody's talking about. You know, I mean I I'm a bit of a sensitive. How, how can I learn to tap into this? 
and, and get my full potential of what everybody thinks I have. Meditation is uh, a winner, to be honest. Uh, meditation can help you a lot. Did you know that you don't have to lay on a settee, burn a candle and burn incense? Uh, if you enjoy washing the car, that can be a form of meditation. Yeah. Washing the dishes, that can be a form of meditation. Also, doing, doing things that you enjoy or things that you used to enjoy is a form of meditation. Also, a bit of shameless self-promotion here. We run a uh, an academy. You can go. You can visit it on our YouTube channel. Um, so basically, edu Bradley's all about education. He said it over and over again. We basically try to teach everything we know. There's no secrets. No more mysticism. You know. No, that's right. And uh, yes, and there's also an esoteric library that you could tune into, and the occult. Uh, the occult is a lot of evil in the occult. However, you don't tune into the occult for the evil. You tune in for the words of wisdom and the words of power and the rituals that can offer you success, can offer, can enhance your life. That's what you tune in for. Right. And that is, and they, the occult is written by monks, priests, um, prophets, uh, sorcerers, which is initiates so wise men so many see occult just means secret at one point geometry was occult you know yeah yeah that's right like like mike says you know i feel connected to brian and when mike was was first talking you know i i could kind of see a, a bluish white light when whenever i I would read what he said. What what could that be a sign of, you guys? White light is purity. Oh, <laughs> a good sign, actually. Hmm. I I wouldn't white, know normally. Yeah. Normally with humans, that's a very very good sign. It's a sign, like Bradley said, it's a sign of purity. The thing is, the when you see things like this, folks, you can't read a book that'll tell you how your mind works. When you see these things, it's going to uh, um, sort of manifest in your mind in a way that you can comprehend. So, what does that pure, what does that white light mean to you, Brian? That's the question. The white light could be an orb as well, or it could be a spirit trying to manifest before your eyes. Mm -hmm. well, the white and the blue to me, it that's how I can tell somebody has a good spirit, a good soul. And uh, when it's more of a darker bluish purple to red, that that's when it, it's my sign that I need to walk away. Okay, so yeah. I'd probably come off as like hot neon pink and purple, right? <laughs> Most definitely, gas. <Yeah. laughs> neon green, gas. Yeah, Robin's very quiet. So, Bradley, what? Man, you have lived a hell of a life. I mean. Do you believe in past lives? And if you do, what can you remember about your past lives? I um, I can't remember uh, hardly anything about my past life. If I did have a former life, I would have been a knight or a priest, uh, a druid priest, one or the other, or both. 
it's possible that also my life was in danger during Merlin's reign. My life was in danger and he teleported me here into my mother's womb. Bro, your life's uh, in danger avoid, now. Evade capture, yeah. No, seriously. In all seriousness, Bradley is literally in danger now. Uh, this is actually a good point, good spot to bring it up. People keep trying to bring him down with rumors. You know, they can't find like a, an actual flaw that they can use to bring him down. So they're making crap up. Like, do you believe? Like, for example, they keep saying that Bradley's anti-trans. Are you kidding? I'm his co-host. Yeah, that's right. For years, Cassidy's been my co-host for years. He's transgender. And I'm accused of being uh, anti-transgender. Yeah. I didn't change. I've always been a freak. <laughs> and I, uh, I attract freaks and misfits and weirdos. I attract them. As well as tortured souls, tormented souls and lost souls. I attract them too. I haven't got a problem with that. I don't seem to attract normal people. I think that's a positive. You know. Oh, I, I agree with your buddy. That's a positive. I think normal people think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> What's normal? Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. What is normal? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. What is normal? That's right. That's a good question. Um, uh, maybe we I may not be actually. the best people to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that normal is conformity. Conformity is normal. Yeah, that's oh. very good. Oh, well, that's a bad thing, surely. Yeah, that's yeah. Deep. Do you want to conform? If you conform, you could find uh, yourself. Offering yourself sanctuary by conforming. You may not be who you want to be, but at least you're safe. The government is protecting you in your eyes. So you, normal that, in that 1940 normal. Germany was Nazism. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's right. Dangerous normalism is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, normal Oof. in Germany in yeah, exactly. Germany. So dangerous. It is. Yeah, that's true. That was normal. He needs to come uh, on camera. Gassing Jews often. was normal. Yeah, that's how dangerous normality is. In yeah. Sense. If you're that willing, um, sorry, if you're that desperate to conform, that is the result. Yeah. For example, you know, it's an yeah. extreme example. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Peter McCross said, who is a blanket term for the word average? Uh -huh. And weird is fun. And there's our boys from Hathren Paranormal said, What's up, hi, guys? Robert. Yeah. Yeah, hi there, Robert. And Thank you Mike, for being quiet and let me do the talking. <laughs> Mike says, please look after yourself, Bradley. You're no freak. You're so lucky to have Brian as a mate. Thank <laughs> Again, yeah, thank you. different connotations in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, look, there's, uh, uh, you're right about the rumors. Even here in this world that I live, uh, there's all kinds of things going around about me. There's no substance, there's no clarity, there's no victims, and yet it still carries on. You know what I mean? Because uh, I bother people. I am content with my life. I'm quite uh, successful in things that I do, and uh, it bothers people who haven't got a life. And like, they look for, they're the haters that look for the bad. And like, there's no bad in me, and like, I just cause create slander. I reckon. Well, you just remember one of my favorite song sayings, man. Ain't nobody yeah. gonna take your pride. Ain't nobody gonna hold you down. Yeah, yeah. finish it off. Well, no, oh no, you got to keep on moving. Ain't nobody yeah, gonna break right. up my spine. Oh wait, wrong words. <laughs> Haters are gonna hate no matter what.
You should put yourself on camera, Cassidy. It's my birthday. Talking to a screen. All right. This is for you. All right. (laughs) Trigger warning, folks. (laughs) Trigger warning. That's better. Yeah, I get to see Cassidy like What? There we go. Hi. That's I'm the guy who keeps interrupting. I apologize. I'm yeah. medium up to that side center things. Hi. Yeah, actually, how you look there reminds me of the guy sitting on my bed, uh, but he was in white. But yeah, I couldn't see his face, but like, he had a big robe on. Now, this is my super deluxe Emperor Palpatine costume, i.e. bathrobe. Oh, Emperor Palpatine is like my idol. Yeah. 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 Mike says, I'm new to this, but you guys are awesome. Well, thank you, Mike. Mike. And uh, if you want to check us out more, Mike, we are on every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are on every Friday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mr. Humphreys, when is your show, brother? Uh, Paranormal Static is every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, And keep your eyes out because the network's always adding more shows. That's right. Bradley Powers, when is your show, sir? It's a Terry Cowers. It's normally on a Wednesday and a Sunday uh, in the evenings, uh, possibly 5 p.m. American time. It's a lot. It's on in the evenings, 10 o'clock in England, Wednesdays and Sundays. It's very random at the moment. Cassidy, your show don't matter. Just kidding. When is your show, brother? Uh, My show is whenever it happens. Uh, Now, coffee (laughs) coffee time is kind of chaotic right now because we're in the middle of uh, trying to find a new safe place for Char to live. You know, um, house hunting and all that. So, but normally it's uh, normally it's Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Denver time. And Mike says I'm hooked. Well, Mike, if you are, if you go to YouTube, type in, uh, type in, oh, what is it? The name just changed. Global United Studios. Global United Studios there, Mike. You will find all of our podcasts we've ever done. And of course, you can find all. Mike, for spreading the channel. Cassie, back to you. Sorry. I have an interruption problem, and of course, you can find all of our all of our shows on the uh, Alliance Pride on YouTube. And then we also we've just recent we've just recently started the Bleeding Violent Studios YouTube channel. And depending on how the machine gods treat us, we'll be able to have all of all of Bradley's classic episodes of Esoteric Hours up soon. <clears throat> Check out PD Region Paranormal on YouTube. Also, if you miss or want to watch any of the old Paranormal Static videos. Yeah, yeah. And we got we got two or three new podcasts that's going to be coming up here in the next couple of weeks too. That's going to be really interesting. So, we are just podcast machines, yeah. Hey, are the rumors true that you guys are basically starting a whole network for paranormal activity? Basically, more or less. Yes, we are. I hadn't put the cat out the bag yet, but we are actually in the processes of uh, building a platform to stream everything on all of us will be on one big platform i'm sorry i didn't know the cat was in the bag my bad (laughs) so it's coming soon i saw so mr powers is there anything else you would like to discuss mr birthday boy yeah yeah he's uh i'm 57 five and a seven are lucky numbers (laughs) 
and uh, I once uh, that uh, demon that come through the floor and punched me in the face. I thought I'm not going to have that happen again. He's right. The uh, portal was right outside my front door, the door of the chapel. So I performed a ceremony to close the uh, portal, and it was successful. I closed the portal, and I used some uh, regal spirits names and uh, I had some amulets. I used them to help me close the portal. And then uh, someone from the coven said to me, "You shouldn't have done that." you've actually closed the portal. And I said, yeah, that's what I intended to do. And they said, well, you've trapped demons this side of life now doing that. <laughs> and I thought, I didn't pull that. Let him find but another I portal. I had to close the portal. Let him find another portal home. That's their business. Yeah. There's enough of yeah. them out there. Uh, yes. Uh, I had, a, I was member looking at my TV monitor and a demon come through the screen jumped into me and I was thinking I don't believe what's just happened a demon's just jumped into me from the, my screen wow what to do about that and uh, when I closed my eyes I kept seeing the demon standing there when I closed my eyes and the, anyway two o'clock Sunday afternoon the following day an angel appeared and she was thrilled to see me she must have embraced me three times she was so pleased to see me like she knew something about me that I didn't and she actually touched the demon that is intruded into my body she touched him and he uh, disintegrated into the atmosphere and his death energy was lapped up that his lush was lapped up by other spiritual entities amazing and she said to me don't trust she said to me don't trust i'd have been i'd have been with the tv remote <laughs> like poltergeist Hey, Lon. <laughs> uh, Bradley, can you explain to, to Mike here, what is a portal? Oh, a portal normally has a gatekeeper, and the gatekeeper could be extraterrestrial or a dragon or a member of the Fae, and a portal is a place uh, that spiritual entities can come into this realm from their realm uh, uninterrupted, uninterrupted, and safely as well. They can enter our realm through portals. Alistair Crowley went round opening up uh, maybe 11 portals. He opened 11 portals and Dennis Wheatley, who wrote uh, satanic novels, said to Alistair Crowley, you are the most evil man in the world doing that. Because he went round opening portals enabling anything to come through these portals, and I mean anything. And it just so happens a couple of years later, we had the Roswell crash. Yeah, uh, Alistair Crowley tore a rip in the barrier that keeps your solar system secret yes. from, you know, so it's so everybody knows you're here now. Good job, Crowley. Alistair Crowley, uh, I am, uh, yeah, see, as a necromancer, he loves being talked about, good or bad. He loves the attention, and he actually sloppily tried to close the portal, and he created a gash in the cosmos which is still in existence to this day, I believe, the Gash in the Cosmos. Alistair Crowley is a legend, and Alistair Crowley is a beast as well. So and that is why there is a song called Mr. Mr. Crowley. Yeah. It's kind of like Voldemort. Yeah. He did great Thanks, things. Bradley. Terrible, but great. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, he has, his great. work... It's worth researching. It works. Alistair Crowley's magic works. He learned the art, the dark arts, and it works. However, he is a beast, and you cannot deny that. 
Now, for those of you who are interested in a more scientific explanation of portals, stay tuned to the network. That episode's coming. Just not today. Yeah, so I, that's when I encountered my first angel. I've encountered four angels. Archangel Gabriel was one of them, actually. Uh, however, this was an earth angel. We all have angels attached to us, even if we don't ever get to see them during our life. And those angels oh, try to enhance our lives if they can, you know, if you're really. willing to uh, try and enhance your life yourself. You know, Some people mm-hmm. are set in their ways, closed-minded, narrow-minded, set in their ways, and they don't enhance their life at all. You can't say the word earth angel anymore. Why not? Earth angel, earth angel, (laughs) will you be mine? Sorry. My darling dear, love you all the time. Uh, Now, Daisy says she loves Crowley. Oh, I am. Now, no judgment. But that's kind of what that's kind of what was, that was kind of our point. Okay. Uh, Alistair Crowley is kind of like a Cenobite, an angel to some, demon to others. You know, he did some good things. He really did. But I'm still going to travel back in time and curb stomp him someday if I ever find the right DeLorean. Alistair Crowley walked into a room once and all the women swooned at him and they actually felt attracted to him, felt in love with him. And in a sexual manner as well, and Agnes Crowley admitted that he's, he's nothing special to look at. However, a magic spell uh, caused that, this occurrence to happen. Because uh, you familiar. have a question from the audience, Bradley. Mike wants to know, are angels our past relatives? They can be, you know. Uh, relatives and friends can be angels to us uh, as well. Uh, I've only encountered angels, cherubim angels and archangels. I haven't encountered a relative that was an angel to me, but I believe that relatives can be angels to you. Yes, they can. And like your nan, your grandparents, mother and father even. But uh, yeah, grandparents is quite a favourite, I would say. And if you wish to connect with your loved ones that are crossed over, all you need to do is like light an incense stick, burn a candle, have a quiet space, and look at photographs of their cherished memories that you treasure for all time. Look at those cherished memories. And as you're looking at the images, you may find that they implant thoughts into your head uh, to help you remember of moments of gone by that um, that you experience with them. They can actually do that to you. Okay. I, I've been itching, Bradley, to ask you a question. Scratch okay. I've been waiting for the right time to do this. And this this is for a friend of mine who is mentally ill. Um, Do you believe that demons cause mental illness? Or is it, in fact, our brains that cause mental illness? No, it's, it's a bit of both, actually. Demons can cause mental illness. Demons can cause one to commit suicide. Many suicides are well manifested because of demons interacting in their life, interfering in their life. Yeah, demons cause suicide. Demons, a demons can cause you to become mentally ill. Yes, they can. And I'll tell you who else. Uh, I think it's a multi-dimensional beings. Archons can also do the same. And archons attach themselves to a human. And archons' sole purpose is to create misery in the life of a human and feed off their loosh. They feed off your loosh. 
Archons can do that. I had a druid priest remove an archon that was attached to me a few months ago. Uh, Daisy, Daisy would like to know how you know that's a how you know it was a demon that came out of your TV. Because I see it with my own eyes, <laughs> and it wasn't anything nice. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't invite it in my body either. It just took come into me, you know, without an invitation. And like, yeah, it was quite. It was uh, alarming. I was alarmed as well. My instincts told me. It, my intuition told me it shouldn't be there. You got a, you, my intuition told me I think I've got a bit of a problem on my hands. <laughs> I got demons just come on to me from the TV. Work that one out. What did you do about that? And then out of the blue, the following day, an angel appeared and she got rid of it for me. Very kind of her. That, I'm grateful, truly grateful. All right, big shout out to Ken Allen and the Wizard Table. Likewise, brother, nothing but love and support, my friend. That's right. Now, Bradley Powers, um, how can you tell if a demon is causing your mental disabilities or if it, in fact, is your brain? Uh, the truth to that is you can't. You can't tell. Uh, sometimes the demon will let you know, want you to know, but a demon can also uh, create chaos in your mind without you knowing. Okay. I want to add to that. There actually is a way you can tell, but it's really subtle and you got to teach yourself. The The presence of, of a possession will actually leave a smell. Uh, the increased neural load creates a detect a detectable smell that dogs and some people some people with a good sense of smell can detect. So if you can if you're smelling like an ozone coming from inside your own you know nose like like it's not coming from anywhere right it's just inside your own right it's, it'll be like an ozone electrical smell okay but you kind of like teach an ion machine right yeah I'll exactly. be honest with you okay all right you said that yesterday. you prompted this from me your instincts your intuition intuition is a compass to the soul intuition is message from within message from your soul your intuition can tell you that you are being interfered with by something another matter and into your intuition can tell you this if you're tuned into yourself because we the answer to life it lies within if jesus comes to you he come from within he's uh and he, he's never had any any smells or anything, but he feels like the voices in his head and all the feelings he gets. I mean, they're they're not normal, and he wants to know if there's a natural way to deal with this. Uh, schizophrenia. Psychiatrists call it all of schizophrenia. If you're a voice hearer, you're schizophrenic. You're suffering with acute psychosis if you're witnessing that... manifestations. You're delusional. You're hallucinating. They don't, what does the psychiatrist know? Information from a book. A lot yeah. of them are atheists and they don't even believe in life after death. Uh, whereas voice hearing, no, could be spiritual. And the psychiatrist will struggle with that. 
and tell you that you're delus you're hallucinating and you're delusional. No, voice hearing can be spiritual. Spirits can talk to you as well, like like I'm talking to you. They can talk to you in your head, outside of your head, as if they're sitting next to you. Yes, voice hearing is real, and it doesn't mean you're mentally ill if you're hearing voices. It depends. If, the voice is, if your voice is telling you to kill yourself, that still don't mean you're mentally ill. That could be a demonic voice that you're hearing. Right. Okay, um, it could be spiritual or you could be ill, you know. But I struggle with that you're trying to, a psychiatrist is trying to tell me that your brain is manifesting voices to talk to you. Some of those words that the voice use, you have to Google because you don't know what they mean. And if you was making this out, if your brain was manifesting these voices, I'm sure you would know what you were saying to yourself and you wouldn't have to Google some of these words. Right. Like you know, they what speak I'm saying Latin. is, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Uh, you can talk to yourself. Now, actually. that being said, there, the science has actually begun to accept certain aspects of all this. So if you're worried that you might be schizophrenic, then what you can do is go to your doctor and ask them for an MRI test for schizophrenia. Okay. The MRI test will be able to tell you if you're schizophrenic or if you're literally, like, if you're hearing another thing. Okay. So you can tell your friend to to get the MRI test. Okay. Now that being said, honestly, I don't think he's got the schizophrenia. You know. Also, schizophrenia is a form of quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and it's quantum physics is a science that scientists don't fully understand. Mike says there's no such test. Uh, yeah, buddy, I got to take it about every six months. So, yeah, Thank you. there really and is. Mike also says, what a breath of fresh air you guys are. Incredible. Speaking of Tiffany Tarot, Tiffany Reynolds in the house. Oh, Hi, Tiffany's Tiffany. in the house. Hi there, Happy Tiffany. Birthday. Thank you for joining us. Exactly. Up, Hope Tiffany? you have a wonderful show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tiffany. It's a pleasure to have you near us. Uh, yeah, I care about Tiffany very much. She's a team. She's on the team. Yeah, she's been with us for a real long time. What is it, like four years, five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, yeah, I started to embrace her more recently, I have. Yeah, because like, yeah, I, I, I like what she does, what she stands for, and what she helps people. And that's what I'm in the business of, helping people. Yeah, And that's what she does with the tarot reading, helps people. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, well, so, also, I don't mean to get confrontational, but being a senior in psychiatry does not help you in the field of neurophysics, bro. Um, let's not compare brain pans. Just look it up and trust me. They can actually do an MRI test to see if you're to, to find out if you're schizophrenic by giving you an by taking the uh, reading during an episode. They can tell which parts of the brain light up. Yeah. I don't like I don't want to get confrontational, but I'm real stickler when it comes to the cutting edge of science. Like, for example, for those of you who are starseeds, did you know there's a genetic test that you can get to prove it? What you have to do is ask them for a genetic test to find congenital learning defects that gets them to check the right sequence of DNA. Also, psych, a lot of psychiatrists will assess you without performing any tests. Let's not bash and psychiatry in general. And they are locking up all our profits. We've got profits coming through that have been blessed with paranormal phenomenal gifts. And these profits don't know their profits and they are being locked up or heavily medicated because 
they think there's something wrong with them because the psychiatrist says there's something wrong with them when actually there's nothing wrong with them at all. They have been blessed and they don't recognize this. That's actually the exact reason why the push for a greater understanding of schizophrenia via things like MRI test with the um, enlightenment, we'll say, in progress and people accepting other cultures. What they've been finding out is that many indigenous uh, and other things like Vedic, for example, Vedic scholars who you know get medical degrees, they've been trying to make headway on this for many, many years, but they've just been getting poo-pooed. You know, like, oh, that's not real. Ha, 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 ha. But it doesn't, let me doesn't shake out that way. Let me enlighten you gentlemen on uh, my knowledge of uh, psychology. They said that I needed a CAT scan. So you know what I did? I went in there. I grabbed my cat and I said, here you go. Give it a scan. In. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, well, like, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't think there's uh, anything wrong with me, to be honest with you. Um, I, like, I'm not interested in their assessment because, I, like, I'm not delusional. My words are binding. I'm sincere, and like, what I've experienced, I've experienced. Uh, some spirits can come to you, material, they can materialize in front of you. They can, um, in the flesh. Uh, how they do it, I don't know. Not all, not all spirits can do this. I've had here. Uh, at, at the doorway, uh, I saw my lights were on in the hallway, lights were on in the lounge, and I awoke and saw the door was opening and closing, and there was a druid standing there, heavily lit up, a druid standing there, and he was debating whether to come to awaken me to give me a message or not, and he couldn't make up his mind whether to awaken me, and I thought, oh my God, there's a druid standing in my doorway, and then I fell back to sleep, so I don't know what the message was. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tiffany Reynolds says MRI can show abnormal signs and doctors can compare a normal brain to Abby normal tests. Ken Allen says, okay. <laughs> Mike yeah. says, no, Brian, you're brilliant, but MRI scans don't pick up schizophrenia. Parapost no. is... Okay, you're going to want to be careful calling me a liar, buddy. Not even joking. Okay. I have to take one of these tests every few months because my daughter needs a heart transplant. So they need to be able to assess the mental health of the entire family. And the fact that the state of Colorado currently tracks my healing abilities, I have to take one. You're calling me a liar. Don't like it. Please stop. Ray, hit him with some links. (laughs) Well, with that being said, gentlemen, Cats, you're so sexy when you get angry. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Kristen's been teaching me how to keep it funny because, like, I want to be funny, not mad. You know what I mean? So yeah. Come on, give us the roar, Cat. Roar! Yeah. Roar! Roar! Yeah. So Bradley, before we uh, before we have to go, I I have one more question for you. Um, <clears throat> we have talked a lot about Merlin. Now, are we talking about the Merlin that was the very high and powerful wizard in the uh, in the Round Table ages? Yeah, I have actually seen the round table. I know it exists. I see it uh, in Winchester Castle is where the round table is, uh, is located. 
And it also, when all the knights stood on the round table, it's uh, using Merlin's magic, it's a, a portal as well. Uh, so they could actually, uh, they were time lords, the knights of the round table. And Merlin is a sorcerer, not a wizard. A wizard gets these, uses a grimoire to uh, like re read words of power from spells written in a grim, written in a grim, scribed into a grimoire. That's where a wizard gets his magic from, and it works. And a wizard is very powerful indeed. However, a sorcerer is just born with magical qualities, and Merlin was one of them. Merlin was born from a half demon. Uh, he's, Merlin is half demon, half angel. His mother was a nun, and she was. Um, inseminated by a demon an incubus and that is what happened there and that is how yeah. he was he was born magical it's he's he's his uncle who is a wizard uncle great grayus i believe his name is uh actually raised merlin as well i i know quite a bit about merlin i've even and it just so happens i didn't want to move here a situation occurred in Essex by London, which is where I'm from, and I had to move to move out the area to change my life because I was uh, associating with gangsters, if you like. So I moved away to get away from the table because you don't leave the table, uh, well, you just don't leave the table. And I wanted to change my life. I had a son to think about, so I moved away to Wales. And it just so happened by coincidence that I live 30 miles from where Merlin was born. And I've actually visited the location. I posted on my timeline an image of me at the location. But Merlin, I live 30 miles from where Merlin was born. Merlin is very real. He's not a myth. He's not a legend. And Merlin is Welsh. And it just so happens the English king, King Arthur, was born in Newport, which means that he is Welsh too. That's someone I know. It may interest you. That's why they're going to close the show soon. But, uh, yeah. Merlin is from Wales, and as connected to the old gods and goddesses, and Avalon is a highly debated to today, to this day, and its location. Ken Allen yeah. says, I have been a practitioner of the occult in one form or another since I was roughly 11 years old. I am now 46. I have worked with angels, demons, and I have worked with the jinn. I can tell you based on personal experience, and please keep an open mind, I have had to banish and clear two homes from an angel that was harassing people because this particular home was no longer a Catholic church. You cannot always categorize non-human entities in a comfortable, pretty little box. Not all demons. Very correct. Yes, yeah, thank you, Ken. And to that point, Ken, we've been trying to develop a taxonomy of entities, as it were. You know, I, I, it is my belief that it's kind of time for this planet to start understanding these entities in high resolution. You know. Yeah. Well, guys, I, that's a dog putting thing. We have uh, covered just about everything. In its power, Mr. Bradley. <laughs> we have we haven't covered everything, but I don't mind ending the show. It's not a problem. Um, I've had m many more experiences that I haven't shared with you yet, but like it's not a problem. We can always do another show, and uh, and I'll, I'll come on and discuss uh, some of the other stuff that's happened to me. You know, I've awoken to hands coming up me trying to strangle me. You know, things like that. You know, you know what means, Mr. Powers? This means that you're coming back 
for a round, buddy. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So, so interviewing me takes about two hours uh, due to experiences I've had. But I don't mind anything, you know, I've shed quite a lot. Uh, that last statement that you made, yeah, angels can, uh, angels don't intend to be rogue spirits. However, they can be imposing in your life. That can possibly happen as well. And as, as he just presented, that does happen. And I believe it too, yeah. Although I don't wish, I'm not saying anything bad about angels. They are messages well, of God, you know. Would, uh, would you guys like to say anything before we end the show tonight? Yeah, I would. But Castay, do you want to say anything? <laughs> Sorry, Cass is in a typing war right now. He'll be with us in a few moments. I, I would like to say thank you for having me here. It's my birthday. It's been a pleasure being on your show. And um, yeah, and I'm honored to be on your show. What is it you'd like to say? Hi. I only want to say something quickly. Um, I, um, I'm sort of a Christian in a sense. But listening to this show and the stories has been very interesting and fascinating. And it has given me a different outlook. That's what I wanted to say. I'm also a medium. I'm a psychic and I'm a healer. My dad's also, um, a, well, a medium as well. And it was very uh, different to what I know. So it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Welcome. it'd be interesting to have both of them on the show because yeah. um, the guy has experience in incubuses in his life. Succubus. Succubus in his life. That's what I think. Anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and also, and the psychic medium, it's always uh, interesting to hear their perception of what they'd like to share. So we'll get them on the show as well. Okay. So Absolutely. there's a couple more people to have as guests on your show. I Thanks always want to hear from it. I always want to hear from other healers. And uh, shout out to all those who know me. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for a bit, bit following us and being a part of our team. And uh, yeah, recognizing that our words are binding. We are sincere, and we are here to share the unseen and uh, and experiences with the undead. You know, thank you very much, Mr. Robert. We love Humphrey. you, Bradley. <laughs> you're muted, Bradley, bro. You're on mute. <laughs> my dog was barking and I muted it and forgot <laughs> but I just wanted to tell Bradley thank you I really I really uh, enjoyed it hearing your stories and stuff and you know what you just said is a good sign because people take the word peri-unity and they throw it around so much it winds up looking like a broke branch somewhere laying in the yard but with peri-unity something that we show and we do we don't speak about it and that seems to be what you're all about, and I commend you for that. Yeah, yeah he really right. is. He really is. He puts it. He puts his money and his effort where his mouth is. Yeah, I'm dedicated. I'm. Uh, I I consider myself a partisan to the cause, and I serve the greater good. And the greater good is who you think the greater good is. Well, Bradley Powers, it has been an honor to have you on my show, sir. And I am definitely looking forward to a round two. And uh, if you or Cass ever need a guest on your show, I'm there for you, buddy. Okay, that'd be a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Uh, so thank you, Brian James. Thank you, Cassidy Lightwing, who I've worked with for years. And thank you, Robert Humphreys, for sitting in there absorbing all this information. No I hope problem. like it's awakened you from the slumber a little bit more and made you recognize uh, the world is not as we seem, as it seems. The world is a, a wedding cake. Everyone lives on the icing on top. Underneath that icing, that is where the world really is. The ingredients are there. And that's where I live. And that's where many people live. 
if you recognize. I'm going to send you a friend request after the show, Bradley. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it'll be a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay, and, and when you and when I accept you, please enjoy my timeline. It's full of esoteric information. Thank you. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, before we go, heed my words of advice. The world is a vampire sent here to drain. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a hauntingly good night, a ghoulishly good day. Come back for Friday night, 8 p.m. Tiffany Tarot, Sunday night, 7 p.m. for Shadow Zone, and Thursday night, 4 p.m. for Paranormal Static. For Bradley Powers, Robert Humphreys, Cassidy Lightwing, I'm your ghost host with the most, Brian James. Peace out, everybody. Hey, guys. Bye, bye.